Warning, the show you're about to listen to is real as fuck. If real as fuck offends you, please go to another podcast. You're listening to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Are you listening? Hey y'all, what's up? It's me, Mika Knows, and welcome to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Yes, I seem a little hype right now, but it's because, like, I'm back, y'all. February 1st. Monday is not my normal day for delivering episodes, but I mean, I do what I want. (laughs) I do what I want, and honestly... I am just relieved that I'm finally doing it again because I was supposed to come back a lot sooner than this, y'all. Like, I had planned to initially relaunch in winter of 2020. You know, the actual beginning of winter, uh, November and then December. I was like, yeah, November, maybe December. But then I was like, no, it's, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. And then I was like, okay, okay, do it January 1st, top of the year, top of the year. No, top of the year, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm still trying to make sure Biden is president. Like, (laughs) I'm still, still trying to watch this whole thing go down. It was just so much distracting me. And then every time I thought about doing an episode, it just kind of seemed like my thoughts were so emotionally driven and I would sound so like, I mean, I always sound a little mixed up, but I mean, it was very emotionally charged and angry and, eh, you know? So I was like, let me just take a moment. Let me wait until I feel it again. And I felt it a few days ago and I was like, ooh, we gonna do February 1st. Yes. So what's up? <laughs> what's up, y'all? So I have a new format. Um, We're not gonna discuss that too much, but... You'll see it, obviously, because um, you'll listen, hopefully, to the end of this, at least. (laughs) And I just want to try to be a little more creative with my platform. So got a new format, and I'm very excited to share different things with y'all, different sides of me and who I am and how I feel about everything Um, going back to previous chapters, I realized like it goes from super serious to super crazy episode to episode. And then one episode is kind of drawn out and focused just on the one topic and day to day. That's not who I am. But in that moment of recording that podcast episode, I'm often motivated by that one topic but not everybody wants to just hear about that one topic and after you repeat it enough times you know the last 30 minutes of your hour-long episode become ineffective yeah ineffective would be a good word like after a certain point no one's listening I don't care how great you think you are it just becomes a little hard to keep listening I listen to other people's podcast episodes and I know I hate listening for a long time. So I changed some things up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to let y'all, you know, listen to the sponsor, (laughs) the little commercial breaky break, and then we're going to get into our first topic. All right, we are back. Let's get into the first topic Y'all knew it was coming. Let's talk about Pacifier Month. Oh, oh, oh. For those of y'all, it's Black History Month. Those of y'all that still accept that we get the shortest month of the year to acknowledge, remember, and celebrate the history and contributions and accomplishments of Black folks. Yeah, I call it Pacifier Month. The reason I call it that is because I really feel like it was given to us to kind of shut us up 
make us smile. They can take a quick, brief moment to acknowledge everything, remember everything, get some shit wrong, you know, you know. They get it wrong, and then and then they move past it. And then they don't have to worry about it again until the next year. I don't know about y'all, but I'm just not happy with that. I mean, I've been called an Uncle Tom and an Auntie Tom for things that I feel about Black History Month and... I don't care. The people that don't see it my way are the people that are happy getting morsels or morsels. (laughs) They're happy getting morsels, like little pieces. They're happy getting just enough, but not enough. It's not enough. For me, I think that black history, no, no, no. It's fact. Black history is American history. There's not one era in American history where black people were not involved period not one era but when you think back to school days middle school high school even elementary school depending on how advanced your kids in elementary school is um when they talk about different points in history in this country they leave out the black contribution then they double back around to it in february Like, oh, by the way, guys, when we were teaching you about how the Revolutionary War went, we forgot to mention all the black contributions. And that's if they mention it. Because you all know, like, a lot of things we don't end up learning until we graduate and we become adults and we go off to college and we take someone's black studies class or we take, you know, a real American history class and we learn, like, hey, There's more to it than just slavery and civil rights movements? Like, yes. When I tell you how disappointed I was just learning things, at first it was just like, it was like a buffet of knowledge. Like going to college and learning about everything and being introduced to different works from people that, um, you know, have have an accurate history of this country and them explaining our contribution, it was just like, wow, look at how great my people are. Or sometimes it was even like, wow, look at the hurt and pain that happened to my people. Look at our struggle. But then it was that, that feeling was always, you know, kind of pushed to the side by the feeling of anger. Like, why didn't I learn this sooner? Why didn't I learn this sooner? This, the things that we learned in school growing up are not enough and they will never be enough. And I tell you, the 28 to 29 days they want to give us is never enough. I mean, if you really know the full history, if you really know all of the contributions, Could we really cover that in 30 days or 29 days? Could we? No. And for those of you all lives matter folks listening, when I say black history is American history, I don't mean that we are the sole contributors, nor are we the most important contributors, but we are contributors to American history. There is no, America would not have progressed this far without the black contribution. That doesn't mean that without only our contribution, but we are a major part. A very major part. Uh, Immigrants or migrants. Migrants. I'm not, I'm not, I think it's immigrant. I don't know which one is the more PC term to use. Um, but either way, without contributions from them, America would not have made it this far. Without the help of Native Americans, America would not have made it this far. So we don't need separate months and separate weeks and separate moments when the European part of American history is is taught and learned and remembered all year long. 
why should we be limited to a month? I don't think we need to make the whole month about us, but or the whole year about us. But what I'm saying is when certain dates come up and we're remembering the end of the Revolutionary War, the end of the Civil War, or the end of World War II, that is the time to also discuss the black contribution to the success in those wars. Not, oh, 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 I, I, I know, uh, you know, in December, in December we discussed the Battle of Trenton, but what we gonna do is we gonna double back. We gonna double back and touch on that in February. It's so we can finally mention the black contribution to it. Don't mind my phone, y'all. <laughs> this girl about to text me. And she gonna text me. It's my homegirl. She just found out the mailboxes that we have in our neighborhood are nice now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to back to my moment. About to put her on deliver quietly. Back to my moment. Um, anyway, we don't we don't deserve a double back. And then we'll teach you about this or then we'll remember and acknowledge this in February. No, acknowledge and remember it when it's appropriate. I mean, why are we talking about Christmas addicts in February instead of on March 5th? He was the first American and African-American killed in a revolutionary war. Why aren't we discussing it March 5th? Woke people, now they're going to discuss it. The people that base their whole, you know, um, I don't want to say like persona, but when the people that devote their social media platform to learning about the contribution of black people, they discuss this stuff. They discuss it. But what I'm talking about is acknowledged by everyone. Remembering by everyone, can we get a Google day for Christmas addicts? Like, I don't think people understand how like messed up this is. And some people are content with it, but I'll never be content with it. And that's why I call it pacifier month. Okay. March 10th is going to come around and we're going to, Miss the opportunity to remember Harriet Tubman. That was the day she died. We're going to miss that moment because we already talked about her enough in February. And you know how, you know how, how, how our grandmas and whatnot used to be. Don't you celebrate my, don't you celebrate nothing about me. Don't you remember me on a day that is not even significant to my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to be remembered and honored and celebrated on a day that's not even significant to their life? Let's bunch it all into one short, short month. The shortest month. I mean, there's so much. There's so much that we can discuss on this, but I'm going to keep it brief. Um, it is the start of Black History Month, but we all know we need more than a month to discuss black history we all know that american history heavily includes and would not have come this far without black history without black contribution without black accomplishments that's it i'm done y'all we're gonna get on to the next topic happy black history month Hey y'all, we're back, Mykonos Unfiltered. And when I say we, I do mean me, cause it's just me. <laughs> but as I mentioned before, I kind of have a new format and we're gonna go ahead and move into that. This is a segment I like to call. Oh, we definitely gonna talk about that. So yes, we're gonna talk about today the pastor that is being criticized on social media this morning. There's a pastor and he had some things to say about everyone and how they're do, showing their bodies. And I'm going to let y'all hear a brief moment. Right now, I'm asking. 
asking you, young lady, not to do the silhouette challenge and be impressive with your body. They don't even want to know what's in your mind no more because you've shown them everything that's under your clothes. But what I'm telling you right now is... So he was... Or he was having a whole moment, okay? He was having a whole moment discussing all the women doing the silhouette challenge. Now, pause. I don't I didn't get to see the whole thing. I saw the I saw the clip that's being reported, but I didn't get to see the actual sermon or message or whatever. But did he mention the men doing the challenge? I just want to know. Did he even think about these chiseled chest men throwing thirst traps? I mean, showing off your abs is just like bouncing that ass, if you ask me. But people are in an uproar this morning. I mean, this man was getting dogged. He was getting dogged online. Um, there's this one girl, Blooming Jasmine. She was like, what's terrifying and alarming and irritating as F is you have people like this preaching modesty and empowering the churchy my or churchy minions to shame our dolls like Lori and Chloe who don't, who don't do nothing but mind a fine ass business. Just say you wish you slash your wife had the range and go. That's what all girls said. And I'm going to be honest, guys. I kind of feel I'm a little conflicted. I'm all for people expressing themselves, but I really didn't like this silhouette challenge. And I'm going to tell you why. It ain't just because I'm a big girl because my silhouette be hitting, okay? But I just feel like we do so much in these challenges. You know, they had the uh, busted challenge. They had a silhouette challenge. They have all these challenges, um promoting different music and people are out here promoting someone's music. And if dancing is your thing, if dancing is your brand, then yeah, a dancing challenge or a silhouette challenge is good. But what, what are you, what is it benefiting you to do a silhouette challenge to someone else's song or a dance challenge to someone else's song or a slow walk challenge to someone else's song? If you support that person, I guess it's like, oh, I'm helping my favorite artist get out there. But most of y'all do it for clout. And I just don't see, I think we need to be more money focused as a culture. Like we're doing all this stuff for free. We're doing all of this for free. Think about that. You're putting more effort into someone else's, someone else's product than you're doing yourself. That's my only my only argument about it. People doing these challenges and you're promoting, which is good. I mean, that's why I'm so conflicted because on one hand, I'm kind of like, you know, people should express themselves and enjoy their time online. And also I see the benefit for the culture, you know, promoting black music to each other is great. But the energy, the effort, the time consumption that we will put into someone else's dream and not put a thing into our own, unless your dream is to get a million likes on Instagram. Okay. But anyway, back to what this pastor said, this pastor was talking about, um, if you show him your body first, he don't want to know your mind and all that stuff. You know, he's onto something. I know that feminist Instagram and feminist Twitter they want you to be liberated. And anyone that speaks against that liberation is a hater and wants you to be to be uh, modest and in a bad way. They want you to be slaves to what they think you should be, yada, yada, yada. No, like he just saying, that's a, like when I look at it, when I listen to it, I'm thinking about a man telling me like, listen, you showing me your body, fuck your mind. Like, that's what he's saying. It's kind of like, yeah. So a lot of people are mad at him. That's because they, they want to show their body. <laughs> like, they want to show it. They love this moment to set thirst traps and call it a part of a challenge. I used to be a thirst trapping queen, too. Boy, I would sit there with a low-cut shirt and be like, oops, is that my chest? Like, yeah. I mean, I grew out of that. 
I mean, sometimes I take a picture with my little shape showing, but at least it's covered now. Okay, it's covered. It is covered. But I'm not shaming anyone that doesn't cover up. I'm just saying for me, I feel like the pastor shouldn't be so heavily condemned. Like that man was speaking to his people, his followers. If you don't follow him, why are you adding him now trying to come for him? He wasn't talking to you. And maybe he was trying to reach out to more people and go viral and see if he can affect a change, but he's just trying. He didn't say y'all are whores. He didn't say y'all are sluts. This man said that when I'm seeing your body, I'm not thinking about your mind. Nobody's thinking about your mind when they're thinking about your body. And that's the truth. That, I mean, that's the truth. That is the truth. I don't understand why he's getting so much backlash for it because he's just, he's just telling it like it is. Now, one girl said, um, that modesty, uh, this, this country promoting modesty when, or promotes modesty when they really, when it really doesn't make a difference. And she's right in that. Like a lot of times you find out through your adulthood that saving yourself made no difference whatsoever. So for me, it was like a lot of my friends lost their virginity in high school. I just thought I was so cool saving my virginity till I turn 18, you know, that's what I thought, right? And it, it made no difference. Like, I still don't have a man. They still don't have a man. Some of them are married. You know, some of them that was like giving blowjobs in the bathroom, they're married now. You know what I'm saying? And here I am, Miss uh, Goody Two Shoes when, you know, sexually anyway, because I still talk too much in school. But, but I didn't engage in sexual activity in school and here I am still unmarried. Like it really makes no difference. It's all about what's made for you. So I get that girl's comment about promoting modesty when it truly makes no difference. She's right. It's not about how modest you are or what you didn't do or what you did do. Because at the end of the day, what's meant for you is meant for you, okay? Remember how people tell you like, oh, if you sleep with a guy on the first date, he's never gonna call you again. You know, we, we see, like we see that, like with our own friends in celebrity news, we see how these one night stands turn into more, but we also see how more turns into nothing. And co a confirming point, how one night stands turn into nothing still. So like, I think we're so caught up in what the standard is that we forget that, you know, a fate is fate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't, I won't say fate because I really do believe there's a, there's a choice and a moments that we take where we could go either way. But what I mean, what I'm saying is this whole modesty thing, do it for yourself. Okay. Do it for yourself because you want to be that way. Don't do it because you think it's going to get you a husband. Don't do it because someone told you to do it. Do it because in your heart, you're happy with making that decision. And my point for talking about the pastor, y'all not get mixed up on my points. My points for talking about the pastor is don't condemn this man for what he's saying because low key is kind of true. Like nobody's thinking about your body. I mean, nobody's thinking about your mind when they see in your body. They're not. They're not. That's like if someone meets you in an aggressive way, it doesn't matter how many times you smile after that, they still know. They're still thinking about that ratchet, aggressive side of you that they met initially. You know what I'm saying? In the back of their mind, they always got that there. That's at least how I interpret his message. Like no one is thinking about your mind when they see your body. That's how I interpret it because... You know, I know how that is. Someone seeing my body first and not getting to know my mind. So they're like, ooh, I'm going to smash that. They don't even realize the gem they have in this here brain. They don't even understand. So I get what he's trying to say. But at the end of the day, make your decisions based off of what you want to do. And y'all stop bashing this man. He just, he just sharing his feelings like everybody else. I don't understand what motivates trolls to go so hard. Because they're not getting paid for it. And at the end of the day, the money is the motive, okay? 
Like you're not getting paid for it. You're barely getting likes for it. You get a little reference post on somebody's blog because you responded to it. Why are you going so hard? Unless your social media is your brand, stop putting so much effort into your social media. Or at the very least, put that effort on your social media about you and your opinions on your own page. Y'all sitting here messaging this man, atting this man, coming at him so bad for what? You know you're playing into his motives, right? If his motive, well, I don't know what his motive was, but if his motive was to get clout, to get people drawn into him, because I've never seen this pastor before in my life. So this is going to make me want to know more about him, what, what his normal sermons are like. That's good. Like if that was his motive, it don't matter if you add him with a positive message or a negative message about his, his sermon, he's still meeting his motive. Now he's getting his stuff done, but what are you getting done? Y'all attack, attack, attack all day. Like it's a wonder how half of these celebrities even still fuck with social media. I mean, the way people come at them and the way internet trolls are, I just don't understand. Like, it is crazy. I don't know. But that's what's happening today online this morning. Uh, People are in a little uproar about that. I say the man was kind of, you know, he was dropping, he, he was, he was low key telling the truth. Whether or not you choose to agree with it, well, that's on you, but, um, he's telling the truth, but don't, don't get mad at him for his truth. Something else I want to talk about is, um, you know, the little girl, Jojo Siwa, she just came out and, so many people, half the people are divided. Some people are like, yes, Jojo, be you, girl, be you. You're so happy now, be you. And then the other half of the people are like, oh my God, like I'm never letting my kid watch this. Here's the thing. There's this sort of trend now to bully people who don't approve of LGBTQ. Yeah, it's like the aggressors the bullies have now become the bullied they've now become the targets it's so crazy because lgbtq is supposed to be about creating a comfort zone and being you and being who you are but doesn't that include people who choose not to embrace lgbtq like i'm all for lgbtq only because i feel like let people do what they want to do Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be judged for you and what you do. I'm going to be judged for myself. So I want you to be happy. So your unhappy ass ain't out here killing people because you can't be you. So I, I, I mean, I have no problem with it. But what I do have a problem with is the bullying and the aggressive behavior towards people who don't see it the same way. So what if someone does not agree with their child watching someone that's gay? If they're not disrespecting you and they're not impeding on your rights, what is the problem? Why do y'all go on this feeding frenzy, this trolling frenzy, this attacking for virtual attack? And if y'all, in case y'all didn't know, like virtual attacks literally pay you nothing. So when you virtually attack someone over and over, comment, 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 aggressive, 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 you're not earning anything from it. And I, I, you know me, money is the motive, so I don't see the point. But why? It is 100% okay for someone not to agree with your lifestyle as long as they don't impede your rights, as long as they don't try to violate you. So, and this is how I feel about everything, not just people that don't see eye to eye with LGBTQ, for racists. I don't care if somebody is a racist, as long as when we interact or I have to come anywhere around you for whatever reason, you stay over there. 
You could be on your Facebook 24-7. I hate black people. I hate black people. I hate black people. But guess who's not going to care? Not me. You won't be on my friends list, but I'm not going to come under your post. Well, you're stupid because you hate black people. Like, no. Girl, you go ahead and hate black people. It, you, you do what you do. If that makes you happy, do what you do, okay? Be free to express how much you hate black people. That's fine. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to try to force you because you can't, you can't make people change. People change when they want to change. But I'm not going to try to force you to see it my way. Just don't mess with what I got on over here. Just respect my rights. As long as you're respecting my rights, I don't care what you champion. As long as it's not affecting me or my family, I don't care what you promote. Like, you can, like, with Donald Trump supporters, um, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm a little conservative, a little cons more conservative than I always thought I was, but definitely not a Donald Trump supporter. Because to me, the conservative party, the Republican party is supposed to be about conservative values. And he literally embodies everything that is not conservative. This man, he makes vulgar references. He makes racist statements. He, he is not a holy man. In his actions. Now, I don't know how his mind works, but in his actions, he is not holy. Based off of what I read and what I interpret a holy person to be, he's not that. What I've heard other people's interpretations of what holy is, he's not that. That's why I didn't support him. But I'll be damned if I come down anybody's throat for supporting Trump, especially when they're not bothering me. I live around Trump supporters. They're not bothering me. You got a Trump flag up. Okay, girl. Root, root. Okay. I don't mind. As long as you're not like impeding me, as long as I can still drive down my street and carry on my life, how I have a right to do, your beliefs do not affect me. So I'm not going to bombard you, troll you, bother you with your, with your views. Now, if I see something crazy, I might post about it on my social media, but I'd be damned if I go to a whole nother person's page just to tell them how wrong they are. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's so crazy. I know that Trump doesn't represent good conservative Christian values like the Republican Party is supposed to be, but that's not my business. It's not. At the end of the day, he doing all that over there. Now, when it comes time for him to, to pass laws or, you know, well, to sign bills, pass laws, whatever, when it comes time for him to do stuff, his executive orders, yeah, I care about that. And I hope that the people I voted for, I can trust enough and have enough faith in that they, they make whatever happen they have to have happen. But at the end of the day, I'm going to live my life. So that's why I don't understand the LGBT trolls when they attack people for their views. Like their views are their views, bruh. The same way you can't make yourself not want to, not want to, you know, be LGBTQ. It's the same way these ignorant people can't make themselves feel differently until they finally understand. You attacking them ain't going to make them feel any better about LGBTQ. You, you got a gay man coming at you telling you you're fucking stupid. You're fucking ignorant. Oh my gosh. You deserve to die. Oh my God. Because I don't want my child to watch Jojo Siwa, I deserve to die. It's people like you ruining this country. So not the killers, not the thieves, but it's people like me who simply turned off the TV so my child can't watch Jojo Siwa that's ruining the country? Come on, bro. I mean, you know we're going to talk about it because y'all are getting out of hand, and I get it. You want acceptance. But here's the problem with acceptance. And I say this about black folks all the time, too. Whenever we see that someone doesn't have the same views as us and they run a business we want to force them and their business to accept us into their private business and into their private lives and for their personal acknowledgement. For what? For what? 
If you force people to accept you, they're never going to treat you right. I don't want you to accept me because you should. I want you to accept me because you see the value in accepting me. And you ain't going to see that if I force you and I'm overly aggressive with you. The only way you're going to see that is coming to your senses. So you might get to experience it indirectly or directly. Unintentionally, you might get to experience it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I do like gay people. They're not so bad. Or, oh my gosh, I do like black people. They're not so bad. But I'm, I'm not going to force my views on anybody. I'm going to rant all day on my page about how I feel, but that's for my own personal expression. But never will I go to someone else's page and bombard them or directly message them and bombard them with my opinions, trying to sway them, not even realizing that it's, it's having the opposite effect. Child, JoJo CY is about grown now. I'm so happy she's coming out. She gets to be happy. But I don't have any ill feelings towards anybody that doesn't, that's not happy she's coming out as as long as these people are not, you know, disrespecting her as far as, you know, coming at her crazy. I don't understand why y'all are so jumped down the throat. I mean, y'all acting like a, like a, like a group, like a, matter of fact, y'all acting like Trump supporters do <laughs> when we try to tell them the things that Democrats have done or why we're voting for Democrats. Like y'all have turned something you know, where people can finally be happy and finally be themselves, and that's great. Y'all turn that into something that is so aggressive and intolerant. Think about that. You're being intolerant of someone else's views. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the pot calling a kettle? <laughs> Listen. I know y'all don't see it that way. I don't even know why I'm explaining it to y'all, but this is my platform. I can do that, right? Never will I go to someone else's podcast, uninvited, will I go to someone else's podcast and be like, you're stupid. I don't like your view. No. If I feel a way, I'll talk about it on my own platform. I'm not going to sit there and harass and be overly aggressive with them. Like y'all fighting harder than JoJo. That's like with, with music, like I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, right? But now, now there's a whole bunch of Cardi B fans as if you have to choose one or the other. And it's like the battle back and forth. They go so hard in the comments. Y'all go so hard in the comments for people that that's not paying y'all. Like Nicki Minaj is my favorite female rapper, right? I will never spend time arguing with people about what I think she does. Like, I'm not going to get online day to day just to be, just to log in under a Nicki Minaj fan account just to spend my whole time online talking about someone else that isn't me. Getting them attention that pays them and does not pay me. And I will never attack anyone for, for seeing anything different. We can have a healthy debate, you know a friendly healthy debate but like we don't need to go to throwing virtual blows just because we don't see the same thing it, it, it defeats the purpose y'all it's so stupid and i'm pretty much over it so yeah that's why we had to talk about that anyway um i've reached the end i i think i've said enough. nope nope you know what you know what? I got something else to talk about. But first, I'm going to let this little message play. And then I'm going to come tell y'all something that's been on my heart. Hey, y'all. Real quick. If you would like to contribute to Mika Knows Unfiltered, you can contribute by cash shopping me at dollar sign Mika Knows or you can, um, at the bottom or in the description of this link, if you're using Anchor, uh, there is a way for you to donate. So click the donate link. Uh, you could actually sign up to do a monthly contribution as well. Definitely let your girl know. Even 99 cents helps the sister out and keeps this podcast rolling, okay? Thank y'all. Your 31 starts in the morning. <laughs>
Hey y'all, I'm back. Thanks for still sticking with me. I just got something to say real quick. Listen, it's, it's, there's like, it's so amazing to me how many people are so woke. So woke now that the election has come and gone. Let me tell you, I ain't saying no names, but it's a good bit of y'all and y'all be saying some of the dumbest shit uneducated, unresearched bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't know what y'all be looking for, but listen. So I'm online, you know, doing what I do, scrolling down the timeline, and I'm starting to see a few people talking about Obama didn't do shit for black people. The Obama administration was horrible. I don't know why y'all love him so much. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, I didn't vote for Obama in the um the primaries for the Democrats. I voted for Hillary. You could judge me all you want to. But the shit she did is the kind of cutthroat, mm, high society, conservative, liberal shit I like. Because at the end of the day, that's the that's the person that needs to be there making decisions. Not someone that's trying to serve just one group of people, but someone who's actually trying to serve the best interests of the com- country. Whether their move is adored by liberals or not, or adored by conservatives or not, if it's in the best interest of the company, or the company, our country is a company, but if it's in the best interest of the country, then I, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not? It can't always be one way. We have to get beyond our selfish selves and look to the greater goal. But that brings me to my point about some of you woke social media activists that didn't do, that don't do shit for yourselves, but want to say Obama didn't do shit for black people. Huh? Listen, Obama made it so gay black people can get married, okay? And they, those, gay, those same gay black people can serve in the military. He made it so that the middle class black people uh, benefited from tax breaks that previously were unavailable to them. Okay. He made it so the black people with pre-existing conditions, because you know how we're number one for heart disease, diabetes, and a whole bunch of other shit. He made it so the black people with pre-existing conditions can actually get health insurance. Now, now some of y'all will be like, but they, but they raise the healthcare prices, not premium too high. Girl, take that up with your company. Don't take that up with Obama or the Obama administration. The companies raise their costs to protect their profit margin, not the government. Now, maybe the government should have something uh, to where there's some sort of cap on how high they can raise the premium, but... At the end of the day, they're businesses. And once you get into dictating to a certain extent, you're kind of hindering that business. They, they got to recover their profits too. I mean, you know, the, the pricing by these hospitals in this country is a bigger issue that needs to be addressed. It's a bigger issue when, when someone goes into the hospital with COVID and comes out after 12 days with a $104,000 bill. Yeah. Because they're uninsured. So that's a whole nother aspect. But let me get back on topic here. Yeah, so so back to what I was saying. He made it so that, that the black people with pre-existing conditions, since there's so much that plagues us, pay attention to this, can actually get health insurance, okay? He made it so that the black people that own their own businesses could get more opportunities. There's grants, uh, grants tailored to minority business owners, female business owners, female minority business owners. There's so many specifics, not to say that there weren't grants that were like that before, but they were few and far between or far and few between. No, it's definitely few and far between. Um, he also made it so the black people that, that have homes that own their homes that were at risk of losing them got a little leeway. He made it so that, uh, there was some help. There was some assistance with keeping your homes. He also made it so that the young black people aspiring to own homes can get a tax break for it. Now he also made it so that any web service that your black self is using 
had to receive equal speed and function from internet providers, the net neutrality, right? Now, when we think about the Obama administration and what happened during the time they were there, there was a lot of police brutality. And I don't know what y'all are thinking, but I think that y'all think this man could just, that the president, no matter who it is, can just sign something that says police should not kill black folks and then it will just go away. I think that y'all think that with a stroke of a pen, all of our problems will be solved and that is not the case. But let me tell you what the Obama administration did do. They did um, start the justice reform. Now, it's far from perfect, but they did start holding police officers accountable and asking that state, that state governments hold their officers accountable. The way this country is set up, there's checks and balances and governments within governments, within governments. So they started it, right? So after I've gone down all this list of what they've done, you still can't see what he's done for black people? Well, I guess it's because the things that I've gone down the list didn't just help black people. They helped everyone. It didn't just help black people to, you know, give tax breaks to the middle class, but it helped black people. It didn't just help black gay people to allow gay people to marry, but it helped black gay people. So I think what y'all are missing is that it helped black people. And just because the sole focus wasn't on black people, doesn't mean that black people did not benefit from it. My sister got married. She's now happy. She don't have to deal with trying to force herself to be okay with not being in a union. Her spouse can get benefits. That is something that is wonderful. And my sister's black. It helped her. I'm not going to say this government is perfect. It's definitely not. I'm not going to say that Obama did all he could for black people because he probably could have done more. But he did do things for black folks. It just didn't solely benefit black folks. Anybody that ignores his contributions and that continues to say Obama didn't do shit for black people is ignorant. You know what ignorant means? Lacking knowledge or lacking intelligence. That's what y'all are lacking. Knowledge, intelligence, research. Look it up. I don't understand why people are so hell-bent on being, being different that they're so ready to state a radical idea without the proper research. And if you don't trust the internet, then look it up in a book. If you don't trust the book, look it up in available public records. If you don't trust available public records, go ask. I don't know what else to tell you, but stop making these baseless claims just because you feel like you're on the right side of it. The baseless claim that Obama didn't do shit for black people is just like Trump supporters saying the election was stolen. There's no proof. Well, actually, I think the baseless claim that Obama didn't do shit for black people is actually worse than the stolen election because there's actually proof that black people that black people benefited from the changes that he and his administration and the Senate that was in place and the Congress that was in place put in there during his time. So, I think I'll call this segment, You Sound Stupid, because all y'all sound stupid. 
Again, I was rooting for Hillary. Yeah, I was. I just feel like she is, I feel like she's more of a libertarian than a Democrat. But, which, which appeals to me because if I had to put a label on it, it'd probably be more of a libertarian than a Democrat. But I don't really care about the labels of it. I vote how I feel. If there is a Republican that comes along and I benefit more from him or her being in office than a Democrat, that's the way I'm voting. That's the way we should all vote. And matter of fact, speaking of voting, a lot of these woke people that I see talking so much shit about Obama and Biden did not vote. Bruh, they openly stated that they did not vote because they're still under the guise of, well, voting doesn't matter. Let me ask you a question. If voting doesn't matter, then why are the conservatives that you hate so much so quick to do it? They vote. They come out in droves. They are lined up. They will miss a whole day of work just to vote. But here go some Democrats, some black liberal, and we're not even going to say Democrats, we're going to say black liberals because y'all aren't Democrats, some of y'all, because y'all talk against Democrats, you talk against Republicans. You, you try to be so different, but you don't do anything. You just talk. You don't do a damn thing. You just talk. You don't even understand that there is an election, the midterm elections that come up in the middle of the presidential election. There's, there's four years between each presidential election. And then in the middle, there's a midterm election. That is where shit happens locally. And that's where the Senate can be changed up. You don't like what you see? How about try voting in a midterm? How about learning about what's going on locally? The president and all of the policymakers up at the Capitol, they're making things that affect you, but your local government, your local leadership, is going to affect you more, and y'all don't even know who's running things there. Y'all don't even know who your mayor is, who your governor is. You don't know who the representatives are for the, the, the state senate. You don't know who your state, your state people are. Y'all don't know anything. Y'all don't even know who your sheriffs are. The people that run the police, um, the police uh, departments that you guys don't even like. You don't even know when a sheriff is coming up for election or re-election. You don't even pay attention, but you got the nerve to open up your ignorant mouth. Open up <laughs> your ignorant mouth and say, Obama didn't do shit for black people. You sound stupid as a motherfucker. And that's real aggressive. That's real aggressive, guys. But that's just how I feel. It's been on my heart. Because y'all will post, 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 10, 20 posts since the election, but ain't voted. Didn't vote. My vote don't count. It actually does. That's kind of the whole point of it. Granted, I don't think we need an electoral college. I think the vote should be based off the popular vote since it is for the people. It should be based solely on the people, uh, especially to avoid faithless electors that can sometimes, well, I mean, I don't think they've ever swayed anything away from what it's supposed to be, but they could. There could be a coup. Some of them would be brought up on charges, but maybe they're willing to risk it. I don't think there should be an electoral college. I hope it's abolished soon because it should be based off the popular vote. But in that same mind state, I can also agree with Republicans in saying we do need stronger voter ID laws. We do need to see an official ID. I get that it's hard to get an ID. So then in that sense, switching back to my liberal brain, maybe the fees for getting an ID should be lowered. Or maybe there should be a way you can do it from home. Something. We send we send the senses around. Maybe we should send somebody around. I mean, we have portable devices now. We should send somebody around to take pictures and take account for people and who they are. As long as you got your birth 
birth records and all that. Maybe birth records should be available for free. Switching back to my conservative brain, there does need to be voter ID laws that are stronger in certain states because the same laws that allow some liberals to vote and allow liberals to receive more votes can be the same laws that Republicans exploit in the future to get more of a vote for, you know, a conservative that we don't like. So I'm just going to end this before I get too carried away. But you pseudo woke individuals that think you're saying something and doing something by posting, you're doing nothing but causing confusion, spreading your misinformation. You, you know nothing. How about citing your claims instead of just stating them? Tell me where I can find what you found. But you can't. Because she ain't found nothing. You just woke up and decided, I'm going to be woke today and I'm going to post online and I'm going to say, uh-uh, Obama ain't nothing. Biden ain't nothing. Let me tell you something. Biden does have a history. He voted for, and this is, this is another thing. Bernie Sanders supporters, they love saying, Biden voted for uh, that law that put a lot of black folks in prison for drugs. Yeah, Sanders voted for that same law. He did. You can look it up. He voted for it. People voted for it for their own reasons. And maybe Biden voted for it for the reason that you guys are insinuating. But for the last... I want to say decade, no, over a decade. For over a decade now, Biden has been on the right side of it. Or the left side. <laughs> Get it, left wing. But Biden has been on the side for the working class, the minorities. And just because they don't vote for, or just because they don't implement things that solely benefit the minority or the social class that they represent doesn't mean that it's not benefiting them. It doesn't have to say, it doesn't have to be a law that says black people will not be killed by police. If it's a law that says police will be held accountable for their actions and every killing will be thoroughly investigated, it don't have to have the word black in it. But black people will still benefit from that. Y'all are looking for the word black. You're looking for the word minority when really it should be for all people. And I don't know if, if Biden is really serious about the unity he's talking about. But I like the message and I hope that's where he's headed. Because he could have taken the low road and just been talking to his people. Someone in that camp told this man to start preaching unity and to start talking to everybody and to mention that he will be the president for Republicans and Democrats. And that is what I like to hear. Now, I hope it's what I see and that shall unfold. But y'all so ready. Y'all so ready to be different and be quote unquote woke that y'all ain't doing nothing but talking with no, no facts. All opinion. But you can look up my facts. Everything I said that the Obama administration did, you can look that up. You don't want to look it up on the internet. Like I said, find a book, find a record, find something. But it's there. It's there. That's all I got to say. I'm just being real. I'm out. All right, that wraps up today's episode of Mika Knows Unfiltered. I want y'all to share this episode. You can share it to make fun of me, share it to agree with me, share it to let your friends know that you know about a podcast that they don't know about because y'all know how we love to do that. We be like, oh, I bet you ain't heard this though. Yeah, go ahead and share my, share my podcast, share it to everybody. And if you want to interact with me, you want to give your take on something, you want to send me an audio clip, you want to make me aware of something or have me research something, or 
participate in a, in a future segment I have coming up. Even if you think that you're ballsy enough to co-host with me, let me know. Message me at um, MikaKnowsUnfiltered at gmail.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram at MikaKnowsUnfiltered or you can reach out through my Facebook, which is MikaKnows on Facebook. Either way you reach out, I'm more than happy to go through each and every bit of contact and we can see what we can do. And if you just want to tell me I'm wrong, girl, go ahead and do it. Do it. And sir, if you want to tell me I'm right, go ahead and do it. Do it. I love it all, whether it's negative or positive, as long as you contribute to it. And as long as you let me know how you feel, I'm with it. Now, if I should use anything you say on the show, there will probably be, there will most likely be no compensation. Matter of fact, there will be no compensation unless otherwise stated. And um, if I have you come on the show, we'll discuss any compensation or anything like that, if that should happen. Otherwise, you should think that any contribution you make will be for free. Because I'm not charging anything for people to listen to this show. Anyways, keep listening. I look forward to talking about more with y'all. Next episode is next Monday. We're going to start the weeks off right by doing Mika Knows Mondays. All right. Bye.